0: This is a download from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. The Bigger Picture on BFM 89.9, The Business Station.
1: Welcome to Front Row Under the MCO, the show where we bring you our special curated list of arts, culture and entertainment that you can experience right from your own home during this movement control order period. I'm Tisha Wick with Juliet Jacobs and we have two recommendations for you today, starting with um, one from Shakespeare's Globe. So this is the second theatrical streaming delight from uh, Shakespeare Globe's free-to-view series of archive performances, and that is its 2009 staging of Romeo and Juliet starring Ellie Kendrick as Juliet and Adetomiwa I'm gonna I'm gonna try this again. Adeyemiwa Idun as Romeo, and uh, so this production um, was directed by Dominic Drongule, and um, it was held at the Big Wooden O, of course, and uh, was praised for its youthful energy and timeless relevance, and well, nice use of music too. <laughs> and you know, just in case you're
2: unfamiliar with the story, William Shakespeare's Romeo and Juliet tells the tale of a young man and woman who fall in love, but are destined for tragedy due to their warring families. Of the course. Mon- the Montagues and the Capulets. And um, a violent street brawl between their rival families is the prelude to Romeo's first encounter with Juliet and despite this and the fact that Juliet has been promised to another man in marriage they fall in love. Mm. Um, but they cannot cope with their family's ongoing conflict and the fact that they can't be together so they do, spoiler alert, end up killing themselves to be united in death rather than separated in life. Mm-hmm. And of course as it, is, as it is with these tragedies following their deaths the Capulet and Montague families
1: never to argue again. So, I mean, you said spoiler alert, but I would think this is one of Shakespeare's (laughs) most well-known and well-loved tragedies. Probably most people know how it ends And love is naturally the play's dominant and most important theme So the play focuses on romantic love Specifically the intense passion that springs up at first sight between Romeo and Juliet And so the famous balcony scene from the play is one of the more recognisable And memorable passages in all of Shakespeare In this scene, Romeo and Juliet reveal their love to each other And at Juliet's suggestion, they plan to marry Yes. And, you know, with a name like mine, it's also a scene that has been used to annoy and
2: torment me for the better part of my life. <laughs> of you know, family, friends. Uh, there was even once a bank teller who got down on his knees and started <gasps> reciting. And this is the first time I've met him, by the way. And he started reciting that, that this scene that this, we're going to of hear.
3: Course. <laughs> but I guess that's, um,
2: I know, that's a testament to its popularity. Mm-hmm. But anyway, here's that clip taken from the play performed by Ellie Kendrick as Juliet and Adi, Adi Tomiwa Idun as Romeo.
0: But soft, what light through yonder window breaks? It is the east, and Juliet is the sun. Arise, fair sun, and kill the envious moon That is already sick and pale with grief, That thou, her maid, art far more fair than she. Be not her maid, since she is envious, her vestal livery is but sick and green, and none but fools do wear it. Cast it off! It is my lady. Oh, it is my love! For oh, that she knew who she were. She speaks. Oh, speak again, bright angel! For thou art as glorious to this night, being on my head, as is a winged messenger of heaven. Oh, Romeo! Romeo (laughs)
3: Wherefore art thou Romeo? Deny thy father and refuse
0: thy name or if thou wilt not be but sworn my love and I'll no longer be a Capulet Shall I hear more? Shall I speak at this? Tis but thy name that is my enemy Thou art thyself, though not a Montague What's Montague?
3: It is nor arm, nor face, nor hand, nor foot, nor any other part belonging to a man Oh, be some other name What's in a name? That which we call a rose
1: by any other name would smell as sweet So Romeo would, were he not Romeo called retain that dear perfection which he owes without that title So therein lies one of the great conflicts of the play. The protagonist's family names operate against their love and while their love blossoms in oblivion to any barriers, the people who affect their lives use their familial battles to impose separation upon these two young lovers. Mm. And so the enmity between their families coupled with the emphasis placed on loyalty and honour to family combine to create a profound conflict for Romeo and Juliet who must rebel against their respective heritage. Yes, and um, further to that, that, you know,
2: the patriarchal power structure, which is quite inherent in Renaissance families, mm. you know, where the dad controls the action of all other family members, particularly women, um, that kind of places Juliet in an extremely vulnerable position. Um, her heart in her family's mind is not hers mm-hmm. to give. Um, so here's a sample of that. It's one of my favorite speeches from the play. Uh, when Capulet learns of Juliet's determination to defy him and not marry um, the character Paris, um, and that would have been a more socially acceptable marriage that would have improved the wealth and status of the Capulet. Family, mm. so um, Capulet becomes enraged and launches into a vitriolic attack on his very young daughter.
0: How now, how now, chopped logic? What is this? Proud, and I thank you, and I thank you not, and yet not proud. Mistress Minion you, thank me no thankings, nor proud me no prouds, but fettle your fine joints against Thursday next, to go with Paris to St. Peter's Church, or I will drag thee on a hurdle, thither. Out, you green sickness baggage! Out, you tallow-face! Fie! Fie! What are you mad? Good father, I beseech
1: you on my knees, hear me with patience but to speak- Hand thee,
0: young baggage, disobedient wretch! I tell thee what, get thee to church a Thursday, or never after look me in the face. (gasps) Speak not, reply not, do not answer me. My fingers itch! Wife, we scarce thought us blessed that God had lent us but this only child. But now I see this one is one too much, and that we have a curse in having her. God in heaven bless her. You are to blame, my lord, to rate us so. And why, my lady wisdom, hold your tongue, go smatter with your gossips, go. I speak no tongue. Oh, God, he May not one speak. Peace, you mumbling fool. Go out of your gravity or a gossip's bowl, for here we need it not. You are too hot. God's blessed mother, wife, it makes me mad. Day, night, Hour, tide, time, work, play, at home, abroad, alone, in company, waking or sleeping, and still my care have been to have our match.
2: Okay, I mean, I know I said before the breaker it's mm-hmm. one of my favorite mm-hmm. ones, but I mean, he is a jerk. There
1: yes, no... <laughs> of course, of course. I didn't think that you liked it because you 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 promoted this <laughs> parental kind of
2: behavior values. values yes. yes, but I mean, the words like it was the words yes. that are, you and, know and, Shakespeare's and, um, words.
1: That's, that was really well delivered as well. The yes. cadence of it, the rhythm, right? It was amazing, and
2: that was one of the best scenes I think in that uh, in this whole play. Actually, mm, yeah. yeah.
1: And so there are there are so many other themes in this story as well. Um, um, and so just judging by the short clips that we've heard um, the, the and the acting and the passion in it I think it's worth giving this, um, yeah. this uh, production a go and so you know this particular production by Shakespeare's Globe has been praised for its beautifully staged ball scene as well uh, and how it brought you exceptionally close to the action so the Globe will be streaming a free Shakespeare production every fortnight throughout the spring and summer seasons all of which would normally be only available on its paid-for globe player. Um, but, of course, now um, these are freely available to us uh, due to the pandemic. So, after Romeo and Juliet, highlights include The Winter's Tale and A Midsummer Night's Dream, which is one of my favourite Shakespeare plays. Oh, lovely. Um, Plus everyone's quotable favourite, uh, The Two Noble Kinsmen. And, um... Actually, I'm, uh, I'm really hoping that they put Twelfth Night on mm. because I caught that in Singapore last year and it was really funny. It was great.
2: By the Globe. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Um, and, you know, along with the plays, the Globe's website also features the Sonnet Project New York City, or NYC, which is a what they call a tapestry of cinematic art that infuses the poetry of William Shakespeare into the poetry of New York City. Mm. And they are in the process of filming all 154 of Shakespeare's sonnets, each performed by a different actor in a Catholic church in New York City location. So that's, you know, just something else, you know, while you're watching Romeo and Juliet, you can look for as that's well. That's
1: right. It looks really interesting. And so, you know, The Globe, uh, as with all, I think, uh, theatre uh, companies, production companies are struggling during this period. They okay. have asked for donations from the public um, uh, when they had to close because they, they normally function as a charity. And a third of their ticket holders have chosen to donate the price of their tickets from cancer performances to help benefit the theatre and support it during the closure, which is great mm. but they would still appreciate any voluntary donations at this time and the support is critical for their future so there are links on their YouTube channel with more information on how you can donate um, this play is pretty long it runs for two hours and 51 minutes um, so I hope you have the stamina but I, the, <laughs> the storyline um, really keeps it going I yes.
2: think and yeah. um, again it was it's a very young cast uh, for, for Romeo and Juliet mm. and um, they're very fresh and because uh, I caught a bit of it or and they're really quite—they're quite lovely to watch. Mm-hmm. Um, Juliet maybe lacks a little bit of passion. That's what I, I'm getting Unlike from Unlike this it. Juliet sitting right in front of <laughs> me. <laughs> Unlike this Juliet Jacobs here, but um, uh, it's still worth a watch. Right. And I think it's something awesome. that um, you know you can watch with your children mm. as well. You know, it's a good introduction. And um, as as we as you mentioned earlier, you know it really brings the audience right up to um, to the play because the audience is surrounding the whole stage. They're actually yes, watching. Yes, that's how the all works. Yes, right? yes. exactly. Mm. So it's uh, it's really close and personal and I think it's quite fun for anyone yeah.
1: and I get what you mean about music because the 12 night production that I watched last year the, the use of music was really well weaved into the story mm-hmm. and uh, had a very modern sensibility to it so you can relate very well Yeah. yeah. so um, it's available to stream until the 3rd of May on the Shakespeare's Globe YouTube channel That's um, you can very easily search for that uh, we're going to take a quick break for this uh, recommendation uh, but when we come back we have another love story for you of sorts um, uh, we're going to um, leave you first with the finale song from the Globe's performance of Romeo and Juliet performed by the cast
0: for never was a story of more woe than this of Juliet and her Romeo.
3: Come away, come sweet love,
0: Freely, Malaysians. BFM 89.9. The business station.
1: Welcome back to Front Row under the MCO. I'm Tishaik with Juliet Jacobs. We have two recommendations for shows that you can catch this weekend. Um, Earlier, we talked about Shakespeare Globe's um, Shakespeare's Globe's production of Romeo and Juliet. Now it seems to be a day for failed romances because (laughs) our next suggestion also revolves around a tumultuous relationship that ended in death. Although this time, only one death, Um, and also it's based on a real story. So what is it? Our second recommendation is the opera Gloriana by Benjamin Britten, which is based on Queen Elizabeth I of England and her controversial relationship with Robert Devereux, the Earl of Essex. This staging by the Royal Opera House in London is currently being streamed on their YouTube channel until the 24th of May. Yes, and
2: speaking of failures, the opera at Gloriana itself was a bit of a flop when Mm. it first debuted back in 1953. In fact, it was described as "quote unquote" one of the great disasters of operatic history. Ouch! (laughs) And you know, this is despite the fact that Benjamin Britten was one of the most renowned British composers of his time, already known for operas like Peter Grimes and Billy Budd.
1: Yeah, I know you're wondering why are we recommending this, but you know, (laughs) hang in there. That there's more to this story. Um, But an interesting side note, by the way, Britten was actually commissioned by the. Malaysian government in 1957 to compose our national anthem. Oh. He did come up with a composition, but it was later rejected in favour of our very own Negaraku. Interesting. Yeah. So, um, but back to Gloriana. It was not surprising that Britain was actually asked by the Arts Council of Great Britain to write Gloriana to celebrate the coronation of Queen Elizabeth II. No doubt what they thought was a fitting idea to honour one Elizabeth while celebrating another. And this was also during the Cold War and it was generally thought that an uplifting opera would be just the thing that London needed to lift their spirits. But unfortunately, Britain didn't seem to get the memo, <laughs> and what he presented
2: instead was a rather mournful and complicated portrayal of the queen, of a queen who was kind but also very much flawed. You know, driven by vanities of her personal desires, mm. as well as much as an iron will to rule. And it further highlighted the pettiness and jealousies of the court mm-hmm. and her love affair. You know, with the Earl of Essex, whom she ultimately condemns to death for treason. Um, And if that isn't a downer of an ending, the opera broke a cardinal rule of the genre it ends with the spoken word rather
1: than with music oh my gosh he he. quite a rule breaker wasn't he (laughs) rogue
2: rogue composer yes (laughs) so
1: all of this resulted in terrible reviews and Britton himself did very little to promote the opera after its debut you know he was known to be very sensitive to criticism so I guess he just (sighs) perhaps just uh, wanted to stay under the radar instead um, though he extracted several pieces of the score to be played as orchestral suites And these suites have actually become renowned works in their own right. It was really only years after Britain's death that Gloriana started to become a part of mainstream operatic repertoires. So this current production that's streaming is Royal Opera House's 60th anniversary celebration of the opera back in 2013, as well as the centenary of Britain's birth. And here is lead soprano Susan Bullock, who played Elizabeth I, talking about her character. To play somebody who's actually existed in history and somebody that we have so much information about is quite challenging in one way because we all know a lot about Queen Elizabeth I. Um, Also to have this dilemma uh, played out on stage of the choice between public duty and her own personal feelings and her love and depth of feeling for Essex, for the Earl of Essex, it shows a different side to maybe the history books that haven't maybe delved into so much about that. So we see quite a complex character on stage. I love to play people who are not just two-dimensional. I mean, I love that, that every layer of everything she says is is complicated and she's, she's struggling all the time as the queen. She's playing the part of a man. She's the lion-hearted heroine and um, she has to cope with being surrounded by men
2: the whole time. You know, perhaps it takes a more modern sensibility to understand the mm. portrayals in the story, yeah. and uh, we know that tales of complicated rulers are infinitely more interesting than the, you know, the staid and smooth sailing ones. Yeah, yeah. Elizabeth I herself, you know, has of course been the subject of numerous portrayals, uh, most popularly in the movie
1: starring Kate Blanchett. Mm. And here, the story of Gloriana is certainly interesting. And by the way, if you're wondering about the title of the opera, Gloriana was the name given to a character representing Queen Elizabeth I by poet Edmund Spencer in his poem The Fairy Queen and it became a popular name for her. So records even show that after the defeat of the Spanish Armada in 1588 her troops hailed her by calling out Gloriana. Wow. Yeah and so the opera is based on a 1928 book by Lytton Strachey called Elizabeth and Essex A Tragic History. The book was adapted into a libretto for the stage by William Plomer and it tells the story of Queen Elizabeth I towards the end of her where she has become infatuated with Robert Devereux, the young Earl of Essex. Essex does admire the Queen, but he also has ambitions to gain power and raise his own status. And he isn't above exploiting her feelings to get there. As he rises in the Queen's favour, however, he begins to become a threat to the state. And finally, Elizabeth is forced to choose between her duty and her personal feelings for Essex. And as we said earlier, again, spoiler alert, the (laughs) opera ends with her ordering him to be executed for treason. Yeah, and you know, the conflict between private and public, excuse me, is
2: running is a running theme in the opera and the music uh, story and settings all build on this contrast. Mm. There are these, you know, very grand, beautifully staged scenes like a mask performance in Act 2, Scene 1 or a ballroom sequence with various court dancing styles in Act 2, Scene 3. Mm-hmm. Um, in contrast, there are small, intimate scenes between Essex and the Queen or the later scenes in Act 3 where she finds herself increasingly isolated as she struggles with how to deal with Essex. So to give you a taste of the show itself, here is an extract from the opera.
1: So Britain is known for the variety he brings to his operas in terms of blending sounds and harmonies of different types to create a full and complex score. There's a lot of thought put into his orchestration and this really shows when he has a narrative to play around with. Yeah, and in Gloriana, for instance, Britain balances his own style with
2: distinct references to music from the Tudor period. Mm. Um, there's the use of the lute, for instance, mm. you know, which was most apparent in Essex um, lute songs. And then there is what many call the highlight compositions of the opera Opera, the court dances where Britain explores traditional dance pieces of the Elizabethan era like the Pavan, the galliard, and then there's also the La Volta but there are also more experimental sections where Britain plays with more modern and abstract compositions such as the final scene where the Queen faces her own impending death.
1: So here's a sample of uh, Britain's work in Gloriana a powerful choral composition from the Choral Dancer Suite performed here by the Milwaukee Chamber Choir. Yes!
2: So, besides the music and its fascinating storyline, I think what really makes Gloriana worth watching is the fact that it's so rarely staged, Mm. you know, thanks to its unfortunate beginnings, of course. (laughs) Um, In the nearly 70 years since its premiere, it's only been staged a handful of times. And this 2013 staging by the Royal Opera House is perhaps one of the most accomplished versions of the opera.
1: So, I guess that makes this um, particular, uh, that that they are making it available for us um, during this time is really special, Mm. right? Consider the fact that it's so hard to catch it. I will admit, opera isn't really my thing. Oh, same here, same here. I find it really hard to get into, but I do love um, stories about Tudor histories. Mm. I, it's um, I, I love reading the books, you know the, and particularly uh, the more dramatized versions of them. Well, you're in luck here. I know. <laughs> I mean, in itself, I think the stories have so much drama already, mm-hmm, right? Like mm-hmm. we like we talked about um, the betrayals. Uh, in the court and all the political, um, you know, machinations that's going on and these kinds of love stories that's playing out behind the scenes. And yeah, and, you know, it's not to say it's not happening right now as well, isn't yes, it? All, true. all across the world. <laughs> so it's
2: a, yeah, a nice look at history, but also, you know, something that we can compare with what's happening in today's time as well. Yes,
1: I mean, I guess, um, like we said earlier, uh, the opera itself got off to a rocky start, Um much in part due to the fact that it was supposed to serve a nationalistic purpose mm. uh, and that's always um, a difficult uh, objective to meet isn't it that's and right. if you if audiences were to cast that aside and just watch it for its um, appeal and its music um, perhaps you'd have you come away with a pretty different view of it yeah, yeah. Well, definitely
2: worth a watch I mean where what other chance are we going to get to see something like this you mm. know for free no less so That's
1: yeah right. yep. um, so if you're interested you can watch it on YouTube uh, this weekend just go to the Royal Opera House's YouTube channel it's part of their Our House to Your House series and they have a number of great operas and ballets still coming up uh, in fact it's uh, Gloriana will be available till the 24th of May so you've got quite a bit of time there um, if you've been following our show, uh, do send us your thoughts about what you are following or what you'd like us to recommend. You can tweet us at BFM Radio or WhatsApp us at 018-789-8899. That's all the time we have for today's show. You can look us up on our Facebook page, BFM The Bigger Picture to drop us a message. Uh, coming up at 1pm is Midday Music Machine with Daryl Ong and Hanif Baharudin. We'll leave you now with an excerpt from Gloriana. This is the courtly dancers which appear in a ballroom scene in Act 2 of the Opera, This piece is being performed by the English Symphony Orchestra.